welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm your host, John Bowles, with my co-host, Bob Hassan. Bob, who do we have today? Oh, we have James Petty. I'm going to read his bio, but like, hold on to your seats for this. James has described his life as being completely upended by the supernatural power of God. He witnessed a complete healing and restoration of a young woman who died in a motorcycle accident and devoted his life to knowing God who was able to work such incredible miracles. He has a fruitful ministry of discipling and coaching many people on how to walk in their calling and spiritual gifting. He's ministered in the States and internationally, and he was influential in the events that led to the IHOPU Student Awakening in 2009. He's a serial entrepreneur with 12 years experience as an inventor, a realtor, a platform innovator, an author. He's also the founder of Scrollo, a social media platform with integrated NFTs, and blockchain technology, which leverages predictive analytics to identify trending media. We know what that is, don't we, Sean? I actually do. I've been exploring this so much, and I've actually talked to James a little bit about this. And I'm so excited because I feel like he's been all over the spiritual map, but he's pulled some things together that I think from his ministry experience, but his business experience, that are really going to help our audience. So I hope you guys really enjoy coming up next. James. My new book is called Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. And this book is going to help you to understand the days we're living in right now and have an urgency to meet with Jesus the way that I did through some of these encounters that are going to form your faith. So you can get this book. So make sure to go to bowlsministries.com Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. Well, James, welcome. You're currently the CMO at Scrollo mm-hmm. and your associate director at the Southern California School of Supernatural Ministry. You're a busy guy. Welcome. Thank you. I'm I'm glad to be here. I am a busy guy. I like to be productive. Yeah, I mean, so, you have a, a pretty young family as well as all these different ventures you've gone after, which is really wild. But you've also helped a lot of people, as it says in your bio, you helped a lot of people, you've coached a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, what let me ask it this way. How did this start for you where you're in the ministry world, but you're also in business entrepreneurship? Because that doesn't always fit hand in hand. I was a part of that international house of prayer for a while. There wasn't a lot of business people or there wasn't a focus on entrepreneurship. So how did that start for you? Well, you know, I was an itinerant minister for many years around the Northwest and based out of Montana. And, you know, I wasn't really called to be a pastor. It wasn't my jam necessarily. Uh, but as I, you know, I, I was, my young family's growing, I was having kids. I thought, you know, I want to establish a business where I can be around my children. And mm-hmm. that's where real estate really fit for me, you know, because it's not like a nine to five. It does take a lot of work, but I was able to be with my family and have time for ministry and I as well make some money while doing it. So that's why that was my shift towards business. But I also thought, you know, if God's able to heal people and I'd seen him do that hundreds of times. Why couldn't he, you know, what's the difference between believing for healing and believing for, you know, a million dollars? I mean, there's really no big difference. God's able to be a provider in both ways. No, it's huge because a lot of people, though, they don't understand that, um, especially pastors and leaders, people have this image that if you are in ministry or if you head towards ministry, if you have a gift there, 
that it's definitely separate from someone who's in business or doing real estate. And there's there's almost like a class system we found. Bob and I talked a lot about the separation between sacred and secular. Mm-hmm. But in this, in this, how did that affect you? Like, did you feel that when you were going after business? Sometimes did it feel like you got re- relegated to you could lead a prayer team, but you were no longer like as relevant to the ministry world? Or did you feel like God brought a union between those things? I guess, you know, in my mind, those worlds have seemed separate in the past. Like when I when I go to work and lead generate for real estate. There were times where it was just like, I'm just working. And then yeah. I kind of take that hat off and do ministry. But over the years, kind of as I've grown into it and really brought down that barrier between sacred and secular, it's we realize that God's presence is everywhere. You know, he's a God that can give you a word of knowledge to go to a certain street and door knock or call a certain yeah. person. And I think really just opening up your heart to receive what the Holy Spirit has to say regarding your business is a big game changer. That's so good. We had we had a, a wealth advisor on who said the exact same thing. God called him into uh, being a wealth advisor, and he would ask he would ask God, "Where do I park my car, and what doors do I knock on?" Yeah, he didn't know any rich people, and and <laughs> you know, you just basically said the same thing. Uh, tell us some stories about how the supernaturals worked in your business. Well, I mean, with real estate in specifics, there have been times where I felt the Holy Spirit say, go to a certain street and door knock. I mean, again, I didn't know rich people either. Wow. I came here from Kansas City and not knowing anyone really. <laughs> and I just That's had to easy city to move to, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, it, there's plenty of opportunity if you're an entrepreneur. But I mean, not knowing people it can be a real uphill battle. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So in June of 2014, I committed to knocking on a thousand doors. And from that, oh, got yeah. three listings. And then proved to myself, you know, I'm actually able to do real estate. And then from there, began just to like wait on the Lord. As I'm lead generating, waiting on the Lord, where should I go? Kind of doing a treasure hunt model for lead generation. Mm-hmm. And just got out, committed to knocking doors and, and saw it be really successful in launching my career. Wow. That's so interesting. That's so interesting to me, James, because that's a 3% conversion rate. Yeah. That was yeah. A good one. And, and I, uh, you know, in my business that I've had for a long time, we convert like four to 5%. And, mm-hmm. and, and people don't understand, you know, the amount of work that it takes in order, in order to get in order to get business. And mm-hmm. you're explaining a process that uh, people people don't see, they see the end result. They see that you're yeah. a top, a top real estate salesman or, or a CMO in a company, but the work behind it is what, is what really got you there. Certainly. And I think, you know, a lot of us, we're all familiar with like Luke 12 and, and that God's a provider, right? If we put the king, seek first the kingdom, all these things will be added unto you. And yeah, I think what I found is sometimes we think like, oh, waiting around, the deals are just going to fall in my lap, right? And, yeah. God, you know, and sometimes they do. I'm not going right. to say they don't. Right. But more consistently, I've seen that God follows your activity, your faith activity. So for me, faith activity wow. was knocking a thousand doors. And the breakthrough and the grace was there to 3% conversion rate, right? So I think there's, there's a balance there of just like waiting on the Lord as well as just taking the faith step to commit to the activity of faith. That's really good. Wow. Well, in the context of even uh, mentoring people and helping people with their calling, it's like, who helped you? Like, as you're walking through this, like, tell us your story as far as like, what was the help that you had to go this route? Oh, gosh, you know, I kind of got um, <laughs> surprised by God in this. You know, I actually, I'd had a friend in college, I kind of in my conversion, I came back to Christ in 19. I, uh, I lived near a hospital and a guy I was going to youth group with was in an accident in the boxing ring. He actually had an aneurysm. 
And so we would go and visit him at the hospital. And I just realized, you know, no one's really praying around here. And so what had happened is um, I lived near there. And I thought, you know, I'll just go to do my quiet time at the hospital a couple of times a week. And huh. so, you know, and I didn't no one I'd never heard of Bethel or Bill Johnson or any, you know, any sort of healing Randy Clark. It just wasn't on my radar. And but I would just go and pray that God would move and help people. And I'd read the Bible. Well, like two months after doing this, I hear this voice and I'd never heard the Holy Spirit speak this way. This voice <laughs> say, there's someone here with a head injury. I want you to go pray for them right now. And, oh. you know, I wish I could say, like, I got up and was like, yes, Lord. I actually was so scared. I got in my car and drove away. <laughs> I was, it, was, it freaked me out. No one prepared me for the voice of the Holy Spirit like that. And uh, the about a mile away, the voice says, go back. Uh, there's a person with a head injury. I want you to pray for them. And I'm like, God, if this is you, you know, who do I talk to? And he said, I'll point them out. And so I go back to the third floor ICU. I see this woman. I just walk up to her because I know this is the person. And I flash my Bible. Hey, do you know someone that has a head injury that needs healing? And her daughter had been in a motorcycle accident, had actually died uh, two days before. And oh. they were Mennonite. And she was just like, you know, are the organ donors on the way to get her organs, you know, organ harvester. And the mom's like, wait till the evening and we'll pray. And if there's, you know, no brain activity, we'll, we'll let her go and donate her organs. Well, that evening, there is a little bit of sign brain activity on the EEG. And uh, so then I show up a couple days later and offer up some pitiful prayer, like, God, would you just heal this young girl all the way? And amen. I just didn't know how to pray, but she did make a full recovery, lives to this day. (laughs) So that was my intro to the supernatural. And I mean, it was scary, but I was like, wow, God, God's real. (laughs) You know, like he's a, he's really speaks and he really works wonders. And, you know, and then it was just reading books, um, watching videos, and then putting into practice. I didn't have like a mentor who showed me everything. I literally was just like a kid in Montana trying to do my best to love Jesus and be obedient. Wow. That's incredible. That's so interesting. And then in business, when you, when you stepped into business, um, like the same question, I love that question, Sean, did you have a mentor or was this just something that God did with you? Yeah, actually I had a, um, I had a friend from Kansas city recommend a realtor named Shell Downing and she's still in business. She's a wonderful woman. She brought me on and mentored me at Keller Williams mm. and taught me how to be a buyer's agent. And so I learned how to mm. run transactions. And, and the, you know, really, as your buyer's agent, what you're doing is helping people make the, one of the biggest decisions of their entire life yeah, and not right. jump off the ledge or not sure. get fearful of you know, jumping off the ledge. So uh, it was great. Very pastoral need to help and coach people along the way. And that's kind of where I, I, I learned to do the business. And then beyond door knocking and becoming, you know, doing listings, that was sort of trial and error, you know, some trial, some error, and then ultimately success. <laughs> wow. So you went from real estate and then you went into what we have now that most people may not even understand who are listening, the NFT blockchain world yes. with Scrollo. And so talk about like the transition from your, your speaking and leading at a uh, ministry school here locally, you're helping there, and then you're doing real estate, you have a young family, and all of a sudden this comes on your map, on your grid, like, tell us about this. Oh, my poor wife. She's like, why do you do so many things? I'm like, <laughs> I, just, I love being busy. I love being productive, you know? Um, but I, you know, in 2016, I was on a site called Imager, I-M-G-U-R. Some wow. people have heard of it. You've probably seen it on BuzzFeed, at least their logo. And I had a post actually get to the front page. And it, you know, you get what's called fake internet points, you know, because it gets so many views and shares. And it felt actually really good. You know, I felt like I was part of a community because my post did something and it sort of addicted me to the idea, like what makes something go viral? 
And I wanted to answer that question. And, and out of the, kind of that ruminating on that, in 20, late 2018, I met a man named Timo Bakker, who's our CEO of Scrollo. And I kind of described like, you know, media is very fragmented. How would we, you know, bring it all into one easy to use feed? And he's like, I think we can build that. So we actually built an MVP and we tested it. And we were able to get to the front page of Imager and go viral on TikTok a number of times to where we're satisfied that we could predict, you know, what kind of media would go viral. Wow. That's really interesting. Could you explain uh, blockchain and NFTs to and cryptocurrency? Uh, someone like me who doesn't understand? Sure. Sure. Well, you know, I think, I hope that some people have, it's easy to find out, have a working knowledge of cryptocurrency, right? Bitcoin's been around for a while. And we know that that's a digital currency. It's on a thing called the blockchain, which is a immutable ledger, meaning that it can't be changed. Once a transaction's done, it's forever on the blockchain and you can go back in history and always see it there. Mm -hmm. And out of that technology came non-fungible tokens or NFTs. And what that means is it's a non-interchangeable unit of data. So where you could have a Bitcoin and buy another Bitcoin and it'd be the same Bitcoin, right? Where an NFT, it's a unique piece of data, usually represented as art, music, or, you know, some sort of digital, you know, media file. Mm-hmm. And it's unique to itself. You know, there's only one version of it that's ever going to be. And that information is stored on what's called the blockchain or this, this ledger of ownership. And so that is what an NFT is. Uh, they're very popular right now because I think the, we're discovering that they're the doorway into the Web3 world. For many people, it's the transition from a Web2 kind of experience that we have right now with things like Facebook and Twitter and Reddit into a future, more experiential Web3, you know, platform. And that's, that's what we're building with Scrollo is a Web3, you know, social media platform. You may have just lost some people with Web3, but what we're talking about is when the internet goes to more of an augmented reality, virtual reality, you're doing a lot of, there's virtual spaces to go to, there's virtual real estate, there's even like some people are using their NFTs right now to decorate their virtual houses. I mean, that's how crazy right. it is, but that's, there's people who live there and that's like part of their life. Their digital real estate is as important to some people as their natural real estate. This might sound like science fiction, but this is already happening. That's why Facebook turned into Meta and other organizations like Google and Apple have invested tons into augmented reality. And it's really interesting when you go down this path, because I mm-hmm. think of just how God is placing people like you, James, in this mm-hmm. world, because there's a great harvest that's going to come digitally online, our virtual space, even as churches had to meet virtually for the last you know year while everything was shut down mm-hmm. during coronavirus, that there's virtual space is important because people relate sometimes a version of themselves there that's more honest at times than Definitely. sometimes in person or face-to-face. So I think it's really interesting the harvest that's going to happen online. I think the business and how it's going to shape us, artificial intelligence, all these things that not everybody talks about, Mm-hmm. especially in context of the church that you're now standing in the middle of or standing mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of a web point 3.0 idea. What are you seeing as far as, you know, Christians responsibility in that as I'm sharing my perspective, what do you feel about that? Yeah, well, I think when we talk about things like the metaverse and web three, we have to consider that you have to have almost a missional mindset towards it because it's like a, a new country or a new land. Yeah. And it, right now people are building the infrastructure, they're building real estate, right? You have to, so that's kind of that first layer of the metaverse is places to go. Well, on top of that, it's going to be businesses and all the other things like places that have community, media, like we are businesses, finance, you know, aspects of finance in the metaverse. So I think 
what we're looking for is the utility of the metaverse. Like what can we bring that's going to add value to a space like the metaverse, which is almost like a new country. And so that's, you know, my heart is to help Christians be aware of it and then how to build something if they're passionate about tech or being an entrepreneur, how do they build something in that space that brings value as well as brings integrity? Do you see in the metaverse in this, in what you're talking about, do you see places for, let's say churches or ministries to exist there and, and to do the same thing that we're doing in, in this world? (laughs) 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 Well, I think anytime you have a community, you can have an online community, right? So uh, we saw with COVID that a lot of churches shut down, but they transitioned and really grew their online community. And I think you can have that in the metaverse. Um, you know, I'd, I'd hope the expression wouldn't just be just what we have with church. I, I see it as a great opportunity to be a witness by being a builder and an entrepreneur. At least that's my heart mm-hmm. and to build with integrity. But of course, there's going to be, I think, great space for the prophetic and personal ministry. Imagine just the experience of having VR where you could go and receive personal prayer, personal ministry, uh, even coaching and self-help. I think yeah. is going to be huge in that space. I remember watching, uh, you know, one of my first virtual reality type things that I watched was a, a live uh, basketball game that they were piloting a right. program. And I'm just, I felt like I was at the game and I wasn't paying. I'm sure they'll pay in the future. I wasn't paying. And I was like looking next to me, there's people sitting next to me in real time because of the type of camera they had was that 360 degree camera that sure. is you in the seed. And I remember just going, this changes everything. Yeah. This is going to change everything because when you could put people in a position from any nation, in a biblical experience in a, or in a group that facilitates dialogue about what we can do as Christians in these industries and in the marketplace, it just gives people access that there's never been before. And I know I'm passionate about the space. Obviously, I care about it. I've been studying a lot and looking a lot and researching a lot. And I, you know, buying some stuff here and there as far as what would make sense. But I love that um, you've gone towards this because I feel like you have this like total prophetic healer kind of evangelist calling but you're, you're also exercising that same calling is relevant in your business side of life. And I don't think everybody mm-hmm. sees it that way because it compartmentalized. Well, this right. is who I am when I go to church, but this is who I am when I go to business or when I go to my you know, marketplace, when I go to my career. And I love that yours feels the same in both places. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely true. I, you know, I, I know that a lot of people, when people think of Christians, they think all these people, they know us by our convictions, which I don't mm-hmm. think people are unaware of our convictions. However, they don't often know us by the power of Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and I think what opens the heart, the prophetic, obviously, you know, the prophetic opens people's heart that God knows you and he sincerely cares about you. Uh, and so I think the prophetic especially could be really powerful in this online setting and as a demonstration of God's knowledge of people's lives. And uh, I'm just excited to explore what that would look like. I I noticed in your notes that you had a, a pretty remarkable demonstration of the prophetic in a business meeting in a restaurant. Why don't you tell us about that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I was um I was meeting some people who are helping me kind of coach me on raising capital. We're actually in the middle of a VC raise. We're looking to raise around $2 million. Well, good and, luck. Uh, awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We've got some milestones. We definitely have interest, but you know, I really was connected at a crypto event with this man and uh, we were just chatting. And I just, as I was sitting there, I was like, Holy spirit, I'd just love for you to reveal what's on your mind for these people as we're talking. And I see the name Tom, like in my mind's eye, I see the name Tom in between them. 
And I asked like, uh, well, who's Tom? And uh, like this guy, TJ, that we've been talking with. And then I was like, give me a second. I was able to like prophesy about here's how to handle that relationship, how to really kind of meet his needs and serve his heart needs, as well as unlock business potential. And they were like, whoa, that's kind of came out of nowhere. That was wild. Yeah. And, I said, yeah. and then behind the man, I saw the name like Chris or Christine. And I was like, I asked him first. I was like, do you know Chris or Christine? He's like, no. I was like, it must be for the people behind you. So actually, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I got up from my table. I was like, well, I'm already being bold. So might as well just go with it. And I walked over, there was a table of three women. I said, Hey, um, does the name Chris or Christine mean anything to you? And the woman's like, my husband's Chris. And, uh, and I said, can I just take a minute? I feel like God has a, a message for him. And I just waited on the Lord. And then the first thing wow. I came, came to mind, I shared it. It really impacted. And the whole, like everyone was kind of shaking, like, what is this? And <laughs> it just, people have not seen a demonstration of the prophetic in that setting where it feels fluid, you know, it's not like now I'm going to minister. It's like, no, let, I'm going to minister right. and let's go back to lunch and talk about, you know, this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's so good. I love that. I, I love the fact that, like you said, the word flow and some of the, I talked to so many people who are compartmentalized and, and I don't know if it's the Western church. I, I don't know what, what has happened to people, but this, this fluidity that you're speaking about, I think this is what, this is God's heart. And I know that when Sean and I are together, you know, these, these crazy things happen just because of, of the fluidity of, uh, of how gracious God's love is for us. Mm -hmm. I love I that. that. Well, I think the big picture too, I think what I'm getting out of your story that I, I want to just highlight yeah. is the fact that you'll take risks, but you are who you are. And you yeah. really learn how to be you. And I think, you know, I have some team that's benefited. One of my team members is actually taking some classes that you teach in. And, the, the, you know, this has impacted her life. And just, you know, feeling, you know, being connected to people who've been around you through the years. I just think that it's really beautiful that you've taken on your journey the way you have. Because it really is an example. And I love that God could take someone in the business world who can also be an example in ministry. We're going to see more and more of that. We're going to see more and more people in ministry who find themselves that God's actually calling them on assignment in an industry that they wouldn't have even considered, but it's going to be part of how he brings. And some of them are going there because their finances are drying up and they realize I have to get a job and they have leadership and they don't want to just go work maybe at Chick-fil-A in their 40s or 50s. They want to work at something that brings them the same level of significance as their ministry did. And I think that God's deploying people who've been in ministry into workplaces, but he's also deploying people in the workplace to do more ministry. Yeah. It's fluid. And so I'm really mm -hmm. glad that you're an example of how that can work because I do, you know, you, there's just such great reports about who you are and how it works. So I think that that really, that is an example. So how do people get involved with Scrollo? Because I think people are, are going to be super interested. Yeah, well, you can go to scrollo.com and that's S-K-R-O-L-L-O.com. And uh, you can just sign up you can go ahead and sign up for an account that's going to put you in touch with our mailing list. So you can be aware of when our version two launches, which is about 85 complete, 85 percent complete as well. It's on our NFT drops. And so uh, go to scroll.com. You can sign up there. We'll be in touch. I won't spam you. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but I will just keep you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, James, your story is amazing. Thank you so much for being with us. You're welcome. My pleasure. This has been a blast, guys. Thank you. Yeah, it really has. So up next, final thoughts with Sean and Bob. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring 
the equipment, to upgrade everything we're doing, to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. We're back with Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Bob, this is such a cool conversation we're having with James because we've run into so many people who they feel torn because they feel called to one or the other. And I love that James is doing not only both, but multiple of both. He seems to have found the fluidity uh, that eludes a lot of people with respect to like compartmentalization. I mean, he seems to be transitioning both like speaking spiritually in business and, and, and bringing his business concepts to what he's doing spiritually. And I just, I just thought it was fantastic. Yeah. The other thing I love is that, you know, we're having one of the first people on the, the show that's talking about NFTs and web 3.0 and cryptocurrencies and that kind of thing to go after that. It's kind of the wild west right now. And a lot of people don't understand. Some people are afraid of it and a lot of shady things are happening there. So it's, it's cool that somebody feels empowered by God to go into that space and bring, I don't know, just the, the truth of what that could be to the rest of us, which is yeah. I think really profound. Yeah, well, for sure. I don't understand it. I mean, I've been reading about it. And, and, uh, and I'm understanding it more and more. And we should make a Bob Hassan NFT. Oh, yeah, we can have your smiley bl- baby blues on there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, well, I'm so glad we had the show today. Please join us on the web for the conversation that we're having right now. You can just be a part of it. Also, subscribe to this as a podcast by going to any podcast service or watch us on CBN News. Thank you so much. Your word of mouth gets this show in front of all kinds of other people that we would never know. And it helps us to grow our audience so we can have more impact with people just like you. Also, become a donor or a partner of our show. And these are all done by the generous donations of people just like you. Go to bowlsministries.com where you can partner or donate now. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.